Well, it's been about three years. I've been living on the road. I got my guitar, Clementine, and my Marlboro Reds. And I just go. I don't wait for no one to tell me. Oh, I just go. And just like that, I'm gone. There was a man I had at the start. His name was Rangatang Titsy. He was a member of my band. And we'd hit motels. We'd hit all the bars along the open road. And we had the time of our lives. But he passed, but not before giving me some of the best damn years of my life. There was one night we got into a fight with a biker gang called the Whiskey Friskies. It was at the, the Rose Glades Palace Bar. This dang red beard wearing a raccoon's tail for a hat told Rangatang Titsy he would have to buy everyone in his gang a drink. And if he didn't, Rangatang Titsy would have to do a dance for them on a pool table with his tongue stuck out. So I didn't need much encouragement. I picked up Clementine, my guitar, and got him over the head with it. But unfortunately, this caused a riot. You ain't ever seen a riot like the riot at the Rose Glades Palace Bar that night. I mean, it was. You would have expected the barman to take out his shotgun and stop this to protect his property. But I realized that all the tables, all the chairs, everything, the stoles, the paintings, everything was bolted to the ground. Everything, every single thing was bolted to the ground. The Rose Glades Palace Bar was there for rights, and the Whiskey Friskies didn't have that name for nothing. The raccoon-headed red beard, he was wearing a kilt. Did I say that? He was some breed of American Scott, Scott American. And I knew we were dealing with something real special. And when I paid closer attention to his friends, I could see their outfits weren't any better. His friends were all wearing different kilts, representing different clans of Scotland and... I thought, what the hell is going on here? 
And the barman took out his camera and he was streaming on something, something online. He was ready to go. And I knew then the onus was on us to put on a good show. And I realized that's really how the Rose Glades Palace Bar made its money through the streaming. Because the beer sure tasted like squirrel piss, that's for sure. That really is a modern phenomenon these days. Because you don't know if you're going to be the audience or the entertainment. And that night, me and Rangatang Titsy, we surely were the entertainment. This band of men had a shock and awe tactic going on. They'd lift up their kilts, and over their junk, they had red leather pouches with a name on each one. And actually, the wife of the barman... She was responsible for making those quite the crafty lady. And she herself got involved in the fight. The barman and his wife had some kind of crazy double act going on with the whiskey friskies. And anyone who walked into that bar, it didn't matter how polite, how well-mannered they were, they were going to be involved. The wife would pick up an empty bottle, and she would smash it off the head of one of the visitors, and before... They knew what was happening. Whatever way she had set it up, it always made it look like the Whiskey Friskies had, in fact, started the fight. She was able to get in and out of there like she was some kind of circus acrobat. You'd look around, and she'd be sitting right back in her seat doing her crocheting which is all she ever did. Well, that's all you ever saw her did. But in fact, she was pretty sprightly. She could get to those empty bottles behind the bar, handed to her by her husband, faster than you can say, I drank you under the table. I drank you out of a canyon or reservoir. Faster than you could say any of that. We really did fight for our lives that night. And the Whiskey Friskies, they were big men. Big men. I'm not saying that me and Rangatang Titsy are not big men. No. But what was odd, I thought, was the punches they threw could have been harder. 
these men, they had a lot of meat. I mean, a lot of meat. And they could have floored either me or Tang Titsy while we were distracted. They, there were more of them than there were us. They could have won this real easy. But the whole thing, it felt kind of staged. And if I hadn't killed Clementine, my guitar, so early on, I would have been in the mood to play some some songs because it was that kind of atmosphere. It was that kind of scene where you feel like there should have been some music to market because this was a show. This was being streamed online. It could have been a hell of a lot worse if it weren't being filmed. Would you believe me if I told you that one of that gang, the Whiskey Friskies, started playing the bagpipes out of his behind? I'm not joking you. From the man's toilets, from the restroom, one of his band, one of the, the substitute players, you could say, who wasn't directly involved in the fight at that point, he went into the restroom, and he came out with bagpipes, and he just handed over to one of the men who had been fighting, and he just stopped fighting, and he pulled up his kilt, and he started playing the bagpipes out of there. Now, he was a professional, and he used his thighs, and he used his behind, and it sounded real meaningful, and it added something. It really added something to the drama. There was a lot of drama. And then the wife appeared again. She was on top of the bar. She was standing on the bar like it was Coyote Ugly. And she was stomping down her foot. And she was simultaneously crocheting. You ain't seen nothing like this before. <laughs> she was giving it lots. She was giving it lots, old gal. And she was, she was part of the whole thing. I can't even begin to tell you. The whole thing was like a cartoon. And I was in the middle of getting my face punched pretty hard. He must be the biggest man in the group. And as the punch followed through, and I got that real hard hit. And I was falling to the ground, and I fell to the ground. My, my cheek was touching off that wood that was probably a hundred years old at the Rose Glaze Palace Bar. And I just had this urge. I had this urge, even though my guitar was ruined. I had broken my own guitar, but I just wanted to sing. And I, I really... I did. That's exactly what I did. 
and the brawl was still going on, orangutan Titsy, he was taking them all single-handedly, and I just started singing this song. I've got a gypsy-dreaded curse running through my veins. I've got a gypsy-dreaded curse running through my veins. My old mistress thirst hit me up again. It's been the longest route I'm weathered up and spent. Will you let me out? The thirst that came and went. And I was still laid out on the ground. And I was just taking a moment and I was just looking up those kilts. I saw more than I'd bargained for that morning. <laughs> and Rangatang Titsy, he was going at him. Oh, he was going at him. But what I saw, I just had one eye open, the other one had a big old bruise on it. And I saw a cockroach and a mouse. And it was like they were best pals, like they'd been hanging around for years. And they were just having a good old look at me. And I gave them the thumbs up, and they didn't move. I feel like they knew exactly the signal that I was giving to them. I guess they've seen every single wannabe fighter that's come through that bar. And I swear, and I don't think it was anything to do with the damage to my brain at that point from all the punches I'd taken that I had absorbed that night. I swear the cockroach was wearing the tiniest emerald green top hat, and it had a brown velvet ribbon right around the middle. And it just glistened. It looked real beautiful, and I looked at the mouse, and it seemed like the camas mouse I've ever come across. He weren't scared of me. I guess he knew that I wasn't going anywhere, that I was out for the count. But I appreciated them hanging around, and I appreciated the company. And I spent the rest of the time on the ground before my lights went out, just regarding them and trying to figure out what their deal was, and the barman dropped a shot of whiskey down near my head, and I remember just taking the shot glass between my lips, just tilting it in there and drinking it dry, watching that mouse and the cockroach. 
myself and Rangatang Titsy, we were dragged out with our faces facing upwards. We saw the fancy lanterns they had inside. Antique, I guess you would say. We saw up the skirts of the whole band of men, the Whiskey Friskies, and the barman's wife as a bonus. But I don't know what she had going on up there. It was unusual, to say the least. And then... We were dragged over the threshold, leading outside onto the dirt, onto the sand. And then we saw the stars, the uninterrupted stars that night, and the sky was clear. Oh, what a sight to behold. And we were laid down beside my pickup truck and the skeleton of my guitar was laid next to us. We didn't quite make it into the truck. We tried on several occasions. I kept throwing my hand up. I was like, uh, trying to get it across, trying to get the key out of my pocket and, and try to open up the door, but I couldn't. I was spent. I was finished. I was done. And I guess Rang Tang Titsy were too. Oh, he didn't wake up for the rest of the night. He had fought harder. He had lasted longer. And Rangatang Titsy, he lived. He lived more than me. I'm still living, but Rangatang Titsy, he died before me, but he lived more than me. And that'll still be the case until the day I die. I take my hat off to him. We woke up the next morning, and there were couple of horses, a couple of stallions. They were licking our faces, trying to revive us, I guess. Animals always know deep down when something's not right. And we had the hunger for some eggs. We went back into Rose Glade's Palace Bar, and we ordered ourselves some eggs. And the rest is history. Did I ever tell you how Rangatan Titsy got his name? Well, we were hanging out for a weekend in a trailer in Utah. It was right right by a cliff edge, and there were these two girls, and one of them was mad for Rangatan Titsy, and he was mad for her. Anyway, she took some wrong foot and she took some wrong steps and it led her right off the cliff momentarily. We'd had a bit to drink. She was grabbing in the air and the only thing that she could catch on to were rangatang titsy's nipples. And she regained her balance, and the first thing out of her mouth was, Well, Rangatang Titsy. <sighs> and that, that name has stuck ever since. He had some real strong nipples. The gigs that me and Rangatang Titsy played, they were, they were something else. They were legendary. 
orangutan Titsy's instrument was quite unusual for a man of his size. He played the triangle, but he played the triangle unlike anyone, unlike anyone I ever seen. The boys from all the big bands from all over the world used to come into these sweaty back rooms in the shitty little bars and they would sit back and watch the magic unfold. And we used to have a jar because we didn't get paid for the gigs. We got a room and we got some drinks when we did gigs. So all these boys from Guns N' Roses, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, they would all leave some dollars, a dollar or two each in the jar. And undoubtedly, they got some of their best ideas from watching myself and Rangitan Titsy do our thing. When I think about the girls we had, the groupies we had, we had some problems with people taking things from the jar. We'd wake up after wild, wild, wild nights in hotels and motels, mainly motels, because hotels are, are pricey. And the jar would be damn near gone. All the dollars, all the cents, all because we were suckers for, for pretty faces, pretty groupies' faces. And I guess some of those groupie girls, they were hard up. They took some of those dollars without thinking twice. Maybe ran off with the guys from some of those bigger bands who I guess maybe they wanted their money back. But I don't hold any grudges. But I surely do think about those times fondly, despite all of those many robberies. And I know that Rangatang Titsy is, is up there watching down on me. And I still, I still ride the roads. I ride the roads alone, and I'm still looking for a, I'm looking for a new partner in crime, so if you know anybody out there who want to partner up with me and have some good times, then I'm telling you that I'm, I'm available, but they got to be able to take a punch, they got to be able to take a punch pretty bad. Rangatang Titsy had this saying that still vibrates in my head. Don't swing one leg out of bed unless you're going to get yours. And I think that still stands to this day. <laughs>